This is London Calling. London Calling. You and your company want the world to believe that this judge is rigging this court proceeding to make sure that a script, a literal script, is being followed. That's what you want the world to believe, right? Aren't I barred from talking about this? I'm asking you a question, Mr. Jones. Answer the way the court works is you answer a question until there's an objection. Welcome to London Calling with me, James Dellingpole, and my very good friend, Mr. Toby Young. Tobes, I'm very relieved, um, in a state of tearful gratitude, that you were not consumed by the volcano in Iceland, which, which I think erupted after you went or something. Yes. Right? Yeah, it erupted um, it, about 24 hours after we departed. Yeah, we were terrified that um, it was going to erupt while we were there. I think when we last spoke, there'd been something like 4,000 earthquakes in the last 24 hours. And um, an eruption was imminent. And it duly occurred. But luckily, we'd got off the island at that point. I don't take... Yeah, presumably, your, your your terror was all to do with being stuck, uh, having to play, pay sort of 200 quid every time you went out for dinner, rather than the fear of the volcano. You know, I, absolutely. And no, I wouldn't have minded. Yeah, the. I mean, I would have loved to have been there when, when yeah. the volcano erupted. Probably would have gone and seen, you know, the lava field. But you would. Um, no, my worry was that we'd be stuck there and I would be, my bank accounts, you know, would be drained within two weeks. I'm amazed, actually, you can afford it, Tobes. I, I, I mean, you, you've obviously got secret income or, or maybe um, your uh, skeptic site makes no, I, I, far more. I. I couldn't afford it. I just didn't realise how expensive it was going to be. I'm going to be spending the rest of the year trying to earn that back. I mean, it was... Uh, yeah, we did get... Oh, uh, my, my wife did a calculation, totted it all up, and it was sort of around 8500 for 11 days for five people, including flights and accommodation. Oh, so that's good. That's good value. It's, it's not, it wasn't quite as bad as I thought. No. I was, it was, the, the, seeing the prices in... It, on restaurant menus i think maybe just freaked me out and made me think it was actually more expensive than it turned out to be not too bad is it i mean for an 11 day family holiday i think i think um cheapskates like ourselves i mean i think i think most journalists are instinctively cheapskates because we don't have proper jobs that get paid massive salaries like bankers and stuff and so we're used to cheese pairing and also we're used to getting free biz and stuff or semi free biz yes and i think sometimes we have a a, a a great misconception about how much things really cost yeah. i think and that's it becomes, true it's quite a kind yeah. of i don't know like like you i've um you know whenever i go on a fancy holiday it's almost always a freebie you know so um i went gorilla trekking in um uganda i i went um i went to oman for a few days you know went on these fantastic holidays over the past few years skiing but always paid for you know uh, in return for writing something you know yeah. the daily mail or somewhere else and um yeah so we're completely unused to actually paying um uh, for these luxury holidays and 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 it, I, I have to say it has left me with an enormous reluctance to pay as though you know paying's for suckers um yeah uh, but uh, and when you do have to pay my god it's painful but uh, yeah i feel like i've now earned my next three freebie holidays because i actually have done the decent thing and paid for one yeah 
Yeah, I, I, we're getting no sympathy from the listeners here, and, I, and, None and at actually, all. Um, but the, 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 I would say that my days of freebies are, are now over. Now I've, now I've cut loose from from the the, the mainstream media largely. Um, that I'm unlikely to get any of those juicy trips anymore. You, you, you mean to say um, the Ritz Paris won't put you up for a week in no. return for a plug in the Epoch Times? No, and <laughs> uh, no, I mean, it doesn't happen. Actually, American American publications are much much i think it's a, i think it's an english thing that american journalists do not get freebie holidays because their their publications are much more sanctimonious about well, that no, kind I, of thing i think that's true of the kind of top tier like Condé Nast traveler but kind of lower down the food chain no the there are a lot of bottom feeding, do they? Freebie chasing because Americans yet, don't have don't go on holidays. I mean, it's always struck me as one of the, the biggest flaws of America. They 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 what they get like two weeks holiday a year, and if they're lucky, and so they don't have time to go away anywhere. Well, I, one thing that struck me about Americans um, when I lived there for five years um, is that even when they do go on holiday, they 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 kind of they're working all the time. I mean, they're not at doing what they do for a living, but they've got these incredibly busy schedules. You know, they're playing golf at seven a.m. and then tennis at eleven. Then yes. over to a friend's for a barbecue, and then they prepare the evening meal, and they have friends over. I mean, it's, they're even busier than they are, you know, when they're working at Goldman Sachs. Yes. Um, so yeah. But and I, I actually quite like that. Right? That sort of I now I, the, the the typical English kind of bourgeois holiday in which you do absolutely nothing. You just sit by a pool reading a paperback and drinking wine. I've now I've been slightly put off that by my American experience, um, and now quite like the kind of packed schedule. Which is why I liked Iceland so much because there was so much to do, so much to see. Yeah. Oh well, good. Anyway, so. Um, uh, what's been happening, James? What have you been up to? Well, do you know what? I was trying to. I was trying to work out. It, it's. I like being at home in August because really not much happens. And what I should be doing, I know I should be doing it. And actually, you should be doing it too. Everyone should be doing it. We should be prepping for what's for for, for autumn and winter when there are going to be tremendous food shortages and there're going to be fuel shortages and stuff. And we should be we should be doing things like I don't know thinking about generators and thinking about tin food and and getting Tiger in our rolls. yeah all that yeah. all that but i've done absolutely sod all about it and and um so when the when the, the hordes come to my house they're, they're just gonna find when they ransack it they're well, gonna find nothing I, I, there. I, I, I wanted to ask you james i mean um Given the um, forthcoming water shortage that is now yeah. almost, almost upon us, um, are you going to observe the hosepipe ban? What, what's going to happen to your lawn and your garden? I, um, I've just written a piece about this for my for, for my Substack about how we how we win this one, um, and I think that we have as much as possible to live outside the system um but obviously that's only possible up to a certain point i mean if you want to go if you want to drive a car for example you can't really you can't really just say oh, i'm 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 not going to i'm not going to get a driving license or pay my taxes or anything like that because i hate the system it's so corrupt and disgusting you can because because what will happen is that is that the system exists anyway and and it, the police will come along and take away your license or fine you or, or whatever so there are certain things that that, that are unavoidable avoidable but i would say that we all have a moral duty 
um, and, and great self-interest in doing whatever we can to to live outside the system and to, and to thumb our noses at it. Um, is it weren't we all forced to have water meters now? I mean, isn't isn't that the deal? They then because back in the day, you could you could use your hose pipe with impunity. I would certainly use my hose pipe um, all the time if I thought I could get away with it. I don't know what the deal is. I mean, yeah, I, I have I, absolutely no response. I, I think the water companies are one of the great scandals. The, the, it, it was sold to us as, oh yeah, these these are, uh, water used to be nationalised and, and nationalised nationalisation is bad because it's socialist and we must we must um, allow these allow the free market to prevail. And what hap- what has happened is that the water companies were all sold off to these extremely dodgy foreign concerns which don't give a give a damn about about uh, how much water is leaking out or, or how much sewage they're pumping into our, our rivers etc etc all they want to do is leech off the system and i think i think what was really going on here apart from uh you know selling off the family silver to these dodgy foreign outfits is that it is all part of a a, a much more sinister overall plan to to monitor our water and prevent us to take it to, to water ought to be one of one of our natural rights something that, that, that the state cannot deprive us of under any circumstances we, we ought to be able to be free to use it certainly for drinking and washing and, and and growing vegetables in our gardens but what's happening is and and the same is in america uh, the the issue of water ownership is a, is a is a hot potato there ultimately the predator class wants to be able to decide whether or not we, we were allowed to drink it's simple as that it's it's it, it's it's really scary i mean and, and the same applies to food do you see that i think it's um southwestern water um uh have uh, rather than kind of um rely on their own uh water inspectors uh, mm. who are going to come around and look at people's kind of water meters to see how much water they've been using uh, they're going to rely on on um inquisitive neighbors that's um, right to, to yes the do, stasi do, 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 do the lives of others in. yeah the water stasi yeah, yeah. Um, and they'll find uh, plenty I, I, of willing snitches as well. We've oh seen this. Oh God! Yeah, they'll be coming out of the woodwork. Um, I, I'm slightly concerned because I am a little bit obsessed with my lawn. Yes. And um, I, did, I didn't. I never quite saw this coming. But you know, as I as I as I approach my sixties, you know, um, uh, I've suddenly become um, quite lawn proud, and um, and I, I water my lawn you know, um, fairly regularly because I don't like those brown patches, particularly, you know, where the dog uh, does its dog, business. Dog you know, and uh, stuff. You have to kind of, you have to kind of water that quite quickly afterwards or you get a horrid brown patch. Anyway, so there I am obsessively following da- following the dog around with a hose pipe, kind of uh, cleaning everything and watering the lawn and making sure it remains a kind of verdant green. And um, I'm not sure that I'm so neurotic about it. I'm not sure I will be able to kind of, um, uh, not do it um, if there is a hosepipe ban. But of course, all of my—I ne- mean, you'll be able to. See- my lawn will be so different to that of all my neighbours, assuming they do observe the ban. But you'll be able to see it from space. That's true. You know, when a- anyone who comes round to my house with one glance at the- at my beautiful, lush green lawn, in contrast to the kind of brown kind of wasteland of all my neighbours and I'll just also it'll scream guilty um, yes. and, I, you know, and if, if, the, if the water board then come round you know having been tipped off by you know legions of my neighbours I mean what can I 
do. Um, I'll have to get every dog in the neighbourhood to come around and quickly piddle on the lawn to try and create a kind of I know. tortured it's, effect. Do you um, remember when we, we, we grew up and everyone knew that an Englishman's home is his castle? And now they it seems that it well it doesn't seem it, it is totally not his castle and they can do all sorts of things i mean i, th- I think that the, the invention of drones is is the end of that yeah i can thing. i can imagine a, a drone with thames water on the side kind of hovering above hovering my beautiful lawn they'll probably have a greenness meter to see yeah. how, how green or yellow your lawn is and you'll probably get yeah. social credit points the browner your lawn the, the more parched yeah. it is and of course, these kind of um, you know sanctimonious greenies are constantly telling us that lawns don't need watering because they're very robust and they'll recover um, even if you starve them of water. So you really don't, you really shouldn't waste water on your lawn. It's like, well, what's the point of having a lawn if, if well, it's you're not, not supposed green? to? Don't forget, uh, yeah, you're supposed yeah, to it, have. It won't a, be long. Um, it won't be long before they're illegal. Eh? Well, the, the, what they want you to have is a, um, a, a you know a sort of wildflower. Method. Yeah. Which I, yeah. I imagine would look really, really, really scuzzy. I mean, this, August is when it all sort of starts going to pot, isn't it? It all starts getting straggly and yeah. brown. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a depressing so, month. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. should we hear from our first sponsor, James? Shall I do this one and you can do the next one? Okay. You've only got two today. So yeah. uh, business success stories start with someone who had a great idea and found great people to help them. If you're hoping to make headlines, you need to build a great team. You need Indeed. Indeed is the hiring platform where you can attract, interview and hire all in one place. Instead of spending hours on multiple job sites searching for candidates with the right skills, Indeed's a powerful hiring partner that can help you do it all. Find great talent faster through time-saving tools, Indeed Instant Match assessments and virtual interviews. With Instant Match, over 80% of employers get quality candidates whose resume on Indeed matches their job description the moment they sponsor a job, according to Indeed Data US. Start hiring now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at indeed.com slash London. Offer good for a limited time. Claim your $75 credit now at indeed.com slash London. That's indeed.com slash London. Need to hire? You need Indeed. So, James, um, what else has been happening? I, I, I I, I wanted to talk to you briefly about the alex jones trial because it did make me slightly concerned on your behalf i don't know if you've been following this but alex jones um the um notorious um host of Infowars, and someone who's been banned i think now by all the major social media platforms but who nonetheless is kind of uh is pretty successful i think i read this week that at one stage he'd been selling these kind of um uh supplements for men um, uh, to the tune of he'd been selling um, uh, them to the value of $800,000 a day at one point, even after he'd been banned from all these social media platforms. But anyway, um, he was there was the trial, I think, concluded what um, at the beginning of, of the end of last week um, in which uh, a couple of p- p- the parents of a child who'd been killed in the Sandy Hook massacre um, sued him. Uh, for defamation because he had claimed they were crisis actors and this was a false flag operation designed to try and um, uh, impose gun control on the US population. Um, And um, he was found guilty of defamation um, and uh, he was ordered, I think, to pay four point 
2 million in compensatory damages and then a further 45.4 million in aggravated damages. Um, and it may be slightly concerned. I mean, you, you often talk about, you know, crisis actors and false flag operations. But it might be, James, that if you continue in this vein, some unhappy parents um, uh, or, or somebody who's actually not a crisis actor, but who has genuinely suffered and you've defamed by describing as a crisis actor may take you to court one day. And I yeah. wonder if, you, if, 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 if the fate of Alex Jones had, uh, had given you any pause it's, for thought it's um it, I, I'm, I'm very grateful for your concern didn't didn't the judge in that case didn't she have blue hair i'm, I'm I, fairly did sure she, she have did. blue hair i think so i think i think your photographs are oh, that, with, that explained with, it <laughs> with, with with blue hair so i don't think you, you you're going to get any any justice from the american justice system anymore and probably not from the the, the uk one either um there, there were lots of things interesting things about that case i mean i mean like like did you follow the mystery of how his lawyer uh somehow accidentally yes. managed to give the the the, the opposing legal opposing team, counsel yeah yeah the opposing counsel he he, he sent him what the uh, the the and the entire contents of Alex Jones's mobile phone over the past sort of several years, which yeah. included some messages about Sandy Hook. And I think uh, initially Alex Jones had refused to hand over his phone, claiming that he had never sent a text message about Sandy Hook. So effectively, by by inadvertently sending the contents of his phone to the opposing counsel, they've made it very easy to convict him of perjury should he appeal. Yeah, but but it, it should be protected, shouldn't it? I I, I mean, even when a, mis- a, a mistake, if it was a mistake like that is made, it, it should be, I think it is technically illegal for the, for the, 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 the counsel of the opposing opposing side to, to use that information in any way, because, well, obviously, the, otherwise... How would anyone get justice if there wasn't if there wasn't sort of protected information, privileged information? But um, yeah, and and also the, the, I, the, another story I heard was that that some of them even incriminated Donald Trump. Did you hear about this? Well, that that, that I think that's uh, yeah. That there's a suggestion, isn't there? It may even have happened that um, those records are going to be subpoenaed um, by the Justice Department um, as part of the investigation of the January the 6th um, uh, rioters yeah. to see if because um, apparently I think Alex Jones was he, he, he was he was he, he went on a couple he went on the march yeah. that kind of descended on Washington on January the 6th and and there's a suggestion that he may have been one of the organizers and he may have um, you know traded messages with Trump about it and if they could somehow implicate Trump uh, further then you know I guess they could indict Trump uh, for his for complicity in the um, uh, insurrection or whatever. Yeah, I, I read that. Yeah, I don't. Know, but I, it sounds I, pretty far. I think all the, this whole business is 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 clear as mud. I, I um, about ten years ago when I was doing my watermelons um, publicity, I went on Alex Jones's show a couple right. of times. But he's not he's not somebody I. I mean, I'm not I'm not sort of dissing him, but but he's not somebody I particularly identify with him, except uh, I would like to copy his business model. I, I, I wouldn't half love to be making eight hundred thousand dollars a day that's yeah, we, we, yeah, from, I, from men's we, health products. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm missing a trick there. I don't even make that in a year, a I have to say, yeah, Tobes. yeah. Me, me neither, James. I wouldn't be complaining about the cost of an Iceland trip if I did. But yeah, maybe we should be in the kind of men's supplements business. 
But I mean, I, um, we could advertise it on London Calling. I could advertise it on the Daily Skeptic. Um, maybe write about it in a couple of um, you know columns somewhere. Um, I mean, there's clearly a lot of money in male health supplements, and I think you, you'd have a certain amount of credibility. I think you know, selling some kind of vegan, you know, homeopathic. What? No, I wouldn't remedy. use vegan types. I would, <laughs> it, it would be it would be made with 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 raw meat raw meat uh, male male products i think i'd do very well so like, maybe we can low. persuade maybe we can persuade moink to go into the male health supplement business with us and it would basically the the essential ingredient in every supplement would be raw meat. beef of some kind yeah yeah no the the, the, the i think the, the the view on alex jones in in team james circles is is one of sort of mild suspicion um i mean a long time ago Bill Cooper, uh, who's who's one of the sort of the experts on these things, said that there is no way that Alex Jones would have been allowed to continue his career and say the things he does without without sort of license from the people that, that would otherwise... Oh, uh, I did, this uh, is like a, a, a meta-conspiracy theory. Oh, it is, A yeah, conspiracy yeah, totally. theory about America's greatest conspiracy well, he's, theory. Well, he's famous he's for his exposure opposition. of... Uh, I think he, he once went inside Bohemian Grove... And with a with a camera, didn't he? And yeah, I don't know. The the stuff that that is doesn't quite seem right about him. I don't know. Doesn't quite we, add up. Know, nobody knows in this in this hall of mirrors. Right, yeah. right. Um, so um, uh, I did. I, I don't know if you've been following the um, uh, beginning of the football season, James. I suspect you may not. The, have the, been, the what? But, sorry, the beginning uh, of the the football season. Is um, it? Has it begun? So, it began. It's begun. Yeah. Um, what about so, the, what, um, so when those girls won that that competition the other day? What was that? That was just a sort that, of one that, off. That thing. was that was the that was the women's European Cup. All oh, right. Um, uh, uh, and and um, yeah, the the first the first Premier League games, the first Championship games of the season were played last weekend or the weekend before last rather and the first premier league games well the first one was played on friday and then most of them were played on saturday and sunday but the the big thing james or at least uh, what we were led to believe was the big difference about this season is that the players were no longer going to take the knee finally the gesture was going to be phased out but not phased out completely so um the plan now they can't quite let go of it so the plan now at least amongst premier league clubs is to take the knee on special occasions um, I, uh, but not not on not 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 at ev- not before every game. So they did take the knee, most of them, um, uh, on the debut game yeah. of the Premier League season. Um, but we, we are led to believe that at the next games they won't be taking the knee because they'll be reserving it for special occasions. This is uh, true. I think this that, is that is pro- progress of a kind. No, it's, but it's not. It's, I'm ashamed of football fans. I would have thought if there's one thing you're supposed to do, English football fans is supposed to be violent. And if I, I, what happened to the days when you'd throw coins on the pitch and things and just 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 I not... tell you, I, I, it's it, that, 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 that's the kind of that, that's the kind of that's the sort of guardian view of football fans, which is why. And it's kind of it, it, across the kind of do gooding kind of charitable kind of uh, sponsored by the government sector. Um, this is the, this is still the conception of football that they are knuckle dragging troglodytes, xenophobes, racists, misogynists, that, that isn't, no, homophobes no, no, who constantly who, who need, who need educating. Be. It ought uh, to and be that's true. Why 
but it's well, not. It isn't, I'm afraid. No, it's it's well, it, it it isn't true. It's the assumption that the kind of educated lefty middle class make about football fans, which is why they're constantly trying to educate them, bombard them with propaganda, and they've enlisted the players in this. Their way that that's why they wear their rainbow laces and festoon the club with pride flags and invite so hope, not this hate, really to isn't games. About, and, I'm not. I'm not a guardianista, and I'm not. I, I, that's that's not the point I'm making. I'm saying. Are you, are you men or, or mice? You should be objecting to this stuff violently and, and, and saying we're not going to turn up to see your crappy kicky ball game if you're still going to insult us with this BLM homage at the beginning of it. It's, it's appalling. It's like if if I if if I were going to go to the theatre, which I suppose would be the nearest equivalent of me going to one of your football matches, and they said, "Oh, we're going to have we're going to have a, a first of all we're going to have a tableau celebrating the work of Extinction Rebellion, and you've got to wear a mask," I'd say, "No, thank you. I don't want to go and see your crappy play. I, I don't well, I understand think, yeah. why football football fans I take it." Yeah, I think I think I would suspect that. Um, Probably a majority of football fans didn't much care for it, um, but they're such you know passionate supporters of their team. They're so bourgeois um, and pathetic, is what that, they are. That they're prepared to put up with it just for the the pleasure of seeing their teams play. And also, James, whenever any football fans tried to protest, they they snuffed out those protests quite early on. So the Free Speech Union, for instance, had to go to bat for a fan of a Premier League team who booed his players taking the knee before a game and was identified using kind of facial recognition technology. Yeah. Um, and, and and his season ticket was suspended. And then he was hauled before a kind of kangaroo court at the club to kind of explain himself. And the assumption was the only possible explanation for his booing of the players taking the knee was that he is a racist. Well, I when think now fact, we're near you know, the mark. I think that what you're describing is 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 the real problem. That, that, that all these institutions have, have all been been captured and it's most definitely the football authorities and even honest protest is 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 not allowed anymore no that's right it's free speech for the players yeah um, but not for the fans uh, and, and, and you know and, and the kind of uh, the sort of um the, the kind of high priests of um, English football, like Gary Lineker, are absolute enforcers of this kind of they totally orthodoxy. Are. And, and did you see that Gary Lineker? He, we'll get on to a couple of things about Gary. I mean, first of all, there was this wonderfully embarrassing um, interview in which he said one of the reasons um, he is such a passionate supporter of kicking racism out of football um, it's because, it's because, black. It's because he's because he's <laughs> olive skinned uh, I know. He, 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 he as a child was racially abused at school yeah. and so he knows what it's like to be the recipient of racial abuse you know he was uh, he, he was completely sort of happily he was completely ridiculed for that but he also he also tweeted something which was construed as sexist about chloe kelly's winning oh, it goal it um and it wasn't really but but you know he, he complained it was i think it was uh something to do with um uh a pun on the word bra but anyway um uh it seemed to be some kind of if, if you didn't if, out of context it seemed like a smutty reference to the fact that the girl he'd scored the winning goal took off her top and ran around with her bra on um but actually it was um it couldn't have been you know more kind of 
orthodox anodyne kind of virtue signaling like everything else Gary Lineker tweets but because it was, it was taken out of context by these kind of radical feminists who then kind of berated him um, and, uh, and and he complained said you know you're, you're taking it out of context it was a joke you know it's like oh Gary <laughs> as if you had, had had never taken anything out of context when you've kind of piled led pylons against people in the past yes I mean it was it was definitely someone being hoist on their own petard have you ever ever watched this series? I, I, we're, we're currently addicted to Formula One Drive to Survive. It's on. It's on uh, yeah, my, my 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 wife and children all love it. I'm yeah. not. I'm not. I myself haven't watched any of it. It's really good, but some some of the the some of the, the drivers have like end racism um, on their their helmets or on their steering wheels and something, and you're thinking, oh, please crash, please crash. <laughs> um, <laughs> because it's just nonsense. I mean, you think about how how many black how many black uh, drivers are there in Formula One? I mean, I, well, I would uh, if you count Lewis Hamilton at a push, and I'm not sure even sure he's he's not he's not that black, is he? I mean, that's that's as black as that is as black as as, as F1 is prepared to go, sort of coffee coloured. Uh, it's just every well, that, that, every sport uh, has been. Completely infiltrated by it's, woke nonsense, well, it, and it's just embarrassing. Well, it, 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 sport should be about the, sport. The, yeah, the, 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 I mean, one of the things which is so absurd about the taking of the knee before games um, is that um, it started in the 2020-2021 season, you know, just after the death of, of George Floyd. Uh, and it's been going on, you know, now for, what, approaching... Uh, coming up for what uh, year three, um, and um, and and you know in in the twenty one to twenty two season, uh, the last season of the ninety two professional football clubs in England, seven had black managers. Um, that's how that's how impactful, you know, taking the knee is. You know that yeah. that, that, that that that's a measure of its impact on diversifying. Uh, uh, you know, football um, at the kind of highest level. I mean, it, 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 if, if football clubs really wanted to kind of make a statement and do something meaningful about racial discrimination at the highest level in the game, why not, you know, do something about the incredibly small number of black football managers? And also, why, why consent to the World Cup being played in Qatar, where, you know, the stadiums were virtually built by slaves? But, Tobes, you know, I, to be fair, these are kind of normie sports writers. Well, then actually, they're not sports writer argument because, because sports writers are all incredibly woke. But, I mean, they're kind of normie conservative columnist arguments but 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 the that would be a team toby tape the team james tape would be simply that it's bread and circuses of course it's going to be like this because this is all part of the the mind control game that they play and while they're distracting you with your kicky ball games meanwhile they're, they're destroying your world and taking all your freedoms and 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 most people are just going to take it as long as they get their dose of for, sport they're fine well, I was I was happy getting my dose on Saturday, seeing QPR beat Middlesbrough three um, two at home in front of Chloe Kelly, no less the girl, the the, the bra the bra streaker um, who scored the winning goal against Germany. She 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 appeared at QPR with the match ball and handed it over before the game, and uh, she's a QPR fan, so it was a must win game for us. Ooh, and we duly made her proud. I, I I think now we've probably delighted people enough with it, with the um with the sports with stuff. The Can I ask you a very yeah. quick question. Um, the, the the Daily Skeptic, I, you've been coming up with some 
absolutely cracking stories about jab injuries and and all sorts of stuff exposing the the, the vaccines as the monstrous evil that they are um but has have all these pieces you've been running kind of brought you over more to team james or are you still thinking it's kind of you know innocence uh, bumbling innocence that that the the farmer well, companies didn't know what they were doing and governments didn't know what they were doing it was just all an accident as my kids well say I, when I, I'm, I'm 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 sort of c- i'm coming round um to 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 uh, one part of your hypothesis but not the kind of not 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 the other part so i'm i'm coming round to the to the view that um uh, the jabs are um, uh, not just um, uh, ineffective, but uh, in most cases um, will do more harm than good. Yes, um, well, that's good. Uh, but I don't think they were designed to do more, more harm than good. I just think that they were rushed out um, and overhyped and overpaid for um, and not enough due diligence was done by public health authorities. And I do think that um, it will in due course be a massive medical scandal which will undermine trust in public health authorities and vaccines more generally. So I think I think that various governments and public health authorities across the world have shot themselves in the foot and are going to be reaping the whirlwind in due course. But I don't think there was a larger conspiracy to actually harm people. I just think they didn't do enough due diligence. They wanted a solution to this crisis. They realised the economic harm that lockdowns were doing, so they were looking for a way out. So they okay. just turned a blind eye to um, the to the harms that the vaccines uh, are doing. Okay. All that all that said, though, if if your position is now, and and I mean it's not exactly an uninformed position. If if your position is now. Yes, these these vaccines are doing more harm than good, and and with, with all sorts of injuries we're seeing. What is your view, given that this is not exactly sort of special information that only a privileged few have access to? I mean, it's 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 there all over the shop. It's you know we've got the the VARES and the yellow card data. We've got lots of anecdotal evidence, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. We've got evidence from the insurance companies showing that there's been a been a significant rise in in um, mortality and in in uh, people being um, disabled. G- given that all this is so, what is your view on the ongoing campaign by governments to? including our own, to to getting people to have more of these things, and, and particularly children. Are you, are you starting to get angry about that? Are you, are you starting to think that, 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 that they ought to be punished for this, or, or, or what? I think, well, I think, I think it's probably, you know, anchoring bias. They've, they've gone all in on the vaccines as the kind of panacea to help us out of this crisis. Um, and they're unwilling to admit to any error because they think to do so would undermine confidence in vaccines in general and that would have disastrous public health consequences. So they're just kind of doggedly sticking to their guns in the face of, you know, ever increasing evidence that actually they do more harm than good for everyone but for a small fraction of the population um but i don't think it's uh, i i still don't think it's a conspiracy i don't think so, they well, are yeah, okay we, we, no, no i mean i i, I would that would that would be a, a bridge too far for you i agree at this at this stage but you, you've seen the video for example of the uh the american whose wife was killed by 
by having the jab confronting the pharmacist who administered the jab oh, I and saying, that. why no. did you not? Why You knew about these adverse reactions. Why did you not say? And the pharmacist, rather foolishly, on this, this video, says that she didn't give information about adverse reactions because it might put people off taking these 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 uh, alleged vaccines. So, I, I, I mean, I, as you say, rightly, more and more of this stuff is going to go out, come out and more and more people are going to be very, very angry. And I, I'm going to say, I'm asking you, what is the point where we can hold, where we have a case against governments to hold them to account and say, hang on a second, you knew this stuff you, and yet you carried on pushing it. When, when is that moment going to come? Because it's not like governments, senior ministers particularly, don't have whole teams of advisors keeping them up mm. to, abreast of all the latest background information. I mean, they must know this stuff. Yeah, uh, I wouldn't. I mean, I I wouldn't have thought there will be, you know, a moment of reckoning. I, I would have thought that um, most of them are kind of, uh, if not all of the people involved, are kind of have made sure they're all legally protected, can't yeah. be sued, can't be jailed, cases can't be brought against them and succeed. Um, so I wouldn't have thought we. I mean, I thought I would have thought the, the reckoning will take other f- will take other forms rather than you know, like what. Um, well, like um, growing, growing vaccine hesitancy, outbreaks of diseases that we thought we'd got rid of years ago, like kind of polio and measles, um, uh, uh, national health services across the world being overwhelmed, uh, that kind of thing. Um, just people generally losing trust, voting for kind of populist electoral candidates and so forth. I wouldn't have thought it'll actually take the form of show trials of you know um chris witty and patrick valance mm, yeah i'll bet you anything there wouldn't be an uptick in polio if 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 if, if people were lost lost faith in the uh, the 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 vaccines i don't think so i think i think it was well if they lose faith in, in other vaccines as well yeah i think i, th- I think it I, I think that the vaccines have, have always been completely oversold by by the by the people who produce them so no um, should we hear from uh, oh, yes. our final sponsor? I think we should. Then, then proceed to Culture Corner. Using the internet without Express VPN is like checking in your baggage at the airport without a lock. You think your stuff is kept private, but you never know who's going through your underwear, piles, ointment, and sex toys. <laughs> Actually, I didn't know you were supposed to read that bit out. I thought maybe no, Brian had inserted are. those examples it, it as a says, joke. It says red text replaceable with other objects that you would have in your oh, luggage. Okay. I, I, I'm okay. perfectly happy to admit that I never travel without undies, um, piles, ointment and sex toys. <laughs> Why does everybody need a VPN? In my own words. Well, when you go online without a VPN... Uh, internet service providers, ISPs, can see every single website you visit, which I think in your case, Toby, would be an absolute disaster. Of course, mine are all completely innocent conspiracy theory sites of, <laughs> of no interest to the authorities whatsoever. They can then legally sell this information without your consent to ad companies and tech giants and no doubt the the, the, the security services as well, who then use your data to target you. Why use ExpressVPN? Because you can browse more anonymously. When you use ExpressVPN, 
ISPs cannot see your online activity. Your identity is anonymized by a secure VPN server. Your data is also encrypted for maximum protection. It's easy to use. Fire up the app and click one button. It works on all devices, phones, laptops, even routers. So everyone who shares your Wi-Fi can be protected. I have to say, I, I totally endorse all this. It would be, you'd be mad to go on the internet these days without a VPN. So secure your online activity by visiting expressvpn.com slash London today. That's E-X-P-R-E-S-S-V-P-N.com slash London. And you can get an extra three months free. Expressvpn.com slash London. Okay, James. So um, let's move on to Culture Corner. And the first thing I want to do is thank you for um, recommending the offer. Which, oh, uh, how thank, good is thank, it? <laughs> it's really good. It, it is. is uh, it's it's a joy from start to finish. I mean, I, I, having said that, I'm only on episode two, but I'm Don't really you fancy yourself it. as that guy? What's he? Um, Evans. Um, the, Bob uh, Evans. I, I, Bob I, Evans. I, I identify more with the um, Al Ruddy character, as played by Miles Teller. Oh, he's great um, as well. He's fantastic. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it's such an entertaining show, isn't it? It's, uh, it's. I mean, I, I think if 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 you if you if you like The Godfather and know The Godfather pretty well, then of yeah. course it's even more entertaining. But I don't think you have to in order to enjoy it. So, so for the benefit of our listeners who aren't aware of this show, it's um, it's a show about the making of The Godfather, and it's not a documentary. It's dramatized, and um, it, the the guy who's dramatized it is uh, Michael Tolkien, who. Um, who's famous for that movie, The Player. So he's a kind of screenwriter who had an enormous amount of potential for years, seemingly didn't quite live up to that potential, but um, has um, developed this TV series, written most of the episodes, and it is absolutely fantastic. Yeah. Uh, really entertaining. Yeah, yeah. No, well, I'm, I'm glad you've been watching that. By the way, I've started watching um, the other one, Yellowstone. Oh, yeah. I love it. Oh, you see, I've, I got to the end of season one and our, our mutual friend, Mark, has yeah. recommended seasons two and three. So I'm going to press on with it. When I get to the end of the offer, I'm going to go on to Yellowstone season two. Yeah. Um, uh, but I think, yeah, I think the, the success, the, the offer is kind of pleasantly unwoke. It's kind of set in a kind of less woke era. And of course, there is there is a kind of his his assistant slash secretary um has uh, quite a kind of pivotal role and is a kind of you know um a sort of role model for kind of women in the entertainment business. i know and is maybe, she real that's do been think? slightly i don't know she, her, her role may have been slightly exaggerated that's what i'm thinking great purposes but but actually it's mercifully free of kind of most woke gobbledygook isn't it uh, so uh, it, 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 it it's entertaining from that point of view but i also think i think the 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 um success of shows like um the offer yellowstone um uh, the terminal list i think it is all pointing to um a turning of the tide against woke in hollywood at least and we saw that confirmed last week james when oh, um, the new the new head of warner brothers discovery cancelled Batgirl, yeah. And Batgirl, it was described by people who'd seen it as just irredeemably bad. And I just took that to mean irredeemably woke. And its woke credentials were kind of off the charts. So it was a race swap superhero movie in which Batgirl was played by a woman of colour. Her best friend, i.e. the character's best friend in the movie, uh, was trans. It was directed by the two women who have 
uh, uh, directed Ms. Marvel, which is the most woke of the kind of Disney Plus Marvel spin-off TV series. And that's saying something. Um, so and it was written by uh, this feminist who wrote a movie called um, Birds of Prey, which is a kind of piece of anti male propaganda described as numbingly awful by one critic so it couldn't have had it couldn't have been it couldn't have been more festooned with woke credentials and uh, and this this new apparently anti-woke um uh manly man head the new ceo of warner brother discovery having cut his teeth on cancelling cnn plus you know only weeks after it was launched has now um uh pulled this movie um and uh, has decided to just burn every print he's not it's not even going to be released straight to video and he's just going to say it's just it's just going to set fire to the 90 million dollars yes that it's already racked up in production costs because it's so bad and he just what he wants to kind of turn the ship around and away from that woke iceberg which so many hollywood studios are sailing blithely towards um but yeah no i think it's a it's, it's a fantastically optimistic sign Yes. No, I, I, I agree. It's very encouraging. I, lo- I love the idea that a film could be so bad that the reputational damage to the studio caused by releasing it um, justifies complete cancellation. Justifies than setting it fire to out. $90 yeah. million. Dollars. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, and it, it's, send, it sends a very powerful message to other would-be woke film directors. It's also good because apparently the, the sort of the woke... Um, I hate using work because it sounds because I, I don't I don't really like the culture wars I think it's a distraction but but apparently all the kind of the uh, the shit libs um, were were gloating about how they'd managed to destroy yet another red haired character do you know about right. this there's a kind no. of there's, there's some sort of sort of exultancy among the the shit libs about about destroying. Um, white, well, obviously white, <laughs> red-headed, red-headed characters, and replacing them with 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 black people because that's that's obviously more more fair and stuff. I don't know. Yeah, it's it is it is a great it is a great victory. Although I see that Warner's were, were the co-producer of. Have you seen Sandman yet? What's it called? Fanman. Sandman. It's the oh it's Sa- the, Sandman. No, it's the Neil Gaiman. Um, it was right. it was a nineteen eighties comic book graphic yeah. novel series by Neil Gaiman, and yeah. it's about this well the the sort of the keeper of dreams the guy who the guy who's in charge of what happens in your head at night when you're asleep, um, right. and there are all sorts of um, strange ad- adventures that I, I, I watched the first episode, and it's it's really good it's I mean I, I'm I'm glad they waited. Hmm. Um, how many decades is it four decades before before making it because it needs the it needs all the kind of the all the all the cgi and stuff whatever it is all the clever trickery they use to to realize complicated graphic novels it looks really good and it's got some good actors in it it's got charles dance and 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 so on and it's quite weird and and captivating but there is still a bit of really kind of annoying diversity casting and and mm. but, but my one of my children who my children normally first to pick me up whenever I complain about this thing was giving me these these looks as if to say yeah dad I, 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 I totally see your point because 
some of the some of the diversity casting it, they they're just not very good actors that's the problem so, so you've got you've got really first class actors and then you've got actors who really would belong more in a kind of local amdram production of of cinderella and it's a bit it's it's a bit jarring and annoying um and, and un, unnecessary because the sandman series in itself was was quite proto woke Neil Gaiman is not one of the good guys. He's he's he is a bit of a woke tard, and when, the, the idea that when you when you complain about this sort of thing, you were, I mean, there's a, there was a remember a passage in Experience, the um, autobiographical book by um, Martin Amis, in which he talks about the kind of understated anti-Semitism of his father Kingsley, yeah. and he says that that it took the form of of noticing when the credits ran at the end of a film or a TV series, noticing all the Jewish names in the credits and kind of groaning a bit or, or saying, see, see. Yeah. Um, uh, But I guess my, my argument's always kind of like, well, can't you kind of, can't, can't, won't it stop you enjoying stuff, which is otherwise. It's interesting you say that because actually um, a few years ago, Douglas Murray made a very good, point i don't agree with douglas on a lot of things these days but this was one of his killer points he said they do this stuff because they want you to notice they they want to thrust this stuff in your face it's it's a form of of triumphalism and look i think that 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 uh a i think casting should be appropriate to to the character i don't i don't see why for example, you should if the, if the original character is called Lucian, why does he need to be converted into a, a female called Lucienne? Why is why is that necessary? It doesn't it doesn't Im, Im, improve the the story. It's just it's just gratuitous uh, gender gender reassignment and diversity and stuff. And the the second thing is most of us who spend a lot of time watching watching movies and stuff are perfectly capable of seeing that is a good performance that is a bad performance and we are able to do so without having it sort of colored by what you're accusing me of which is a kind of latent sneaky racism i I think that's that's a nonsense and i think that's slightly an underhand point to make i don't think it's fair i think that that one judges that the 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 finished product on its quality and you notice you notice details and if if those details stick out because somebody's been badly cast and can't act as well as the other characters well you notice and you can say that it's perfectly okay to say these things regardless of whether the, the person is black or white it's just a, being objective. But doesn't it? But but if it if it if it does irritate you um, as much as it seemingly does, doesn't it stop you enjoy? I mean, it doesn't sound like it did in the case of Sandman. To be fair, it sounds like you you enjoy that and you're going to carry on watching it, even though it did have some kind of um, uh, token casting that you found irritating. Well, it, it's like it's like when you when you have a a. a, a order a main course in a restaurant and and they've got one of the one of the vegetables wrong you know it doesn't ruin the whole dish but you still think well that's a bit annoying they could have that, that's that's slightly sort of imprecise cooking it's not it's not the the perfect thing i was hoping for from this top chef that i paid 30 quid for a main course or whatever you know that's that's how you feel it doesn't ruin it but it just kind of diminishes the experience you see um you may think this is cuckish of me but i i've 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 managed to um, I've managed. I've managed to kind of um, park the kind of um, social activism 
in TV shows and movies and still appreciate them if they're really good. I can kind of I can kind of uh, compartmentalize it and not let it ruin the experience for and me. you're boasting um, about it and that's that's precisely how we 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 lose our culture it's, it's one of my particular bugbears actually people on a sort of loosely related topic so so somebody somebody was tweeting out today this this photograph of nat west bank telling its customers if, if they want to if they want to withdraw more than two thousand pounds, which is really not very much money in, 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 in modern money, um, then they will be quizzed on what they're going to use the money for and where it's going. And right. in, instead of being outraged by this, as, as people should properly should, because after all, it is their own money, you get a number of posters saying, well, of course, the banks have got to look after the customer security. What, what, what it is, is, is that these people are making the excuses for the enemy. And in the same way, what you are doing by endorsing this stuff or by accepting it is you are rolling over and, and, and saying, yeah, I'm happy to live in a world where diversity casting happens because I don't care anymore it doesn't matter and I think it does matter I think I think artistic integrity is what matters quality of the finished product nothing else should matter well I think you're just you're depriving yourself of too much pleasure James that you're kind of allowing your allowing kind of uh, I mean you say that you, you, you don't think of yourself as a culture warrior and you want to kind of put that stuff to one side but it sounds like you know you can't help but view all these TV shows and movies through this kind of rather narrow partisan because i can see what's going on that's the thing i can see what's going on can't enjoy it anyway i wanted to give you an example of um a a woke film that actually i quite enjoyed which i saw last night called prey so it's like uh it's the latest in the predator franchise um and uh i think I thought the Predator franchise, you know, had jumped the shark with, I think, what, Alien versus Predator 2. Um, But this one was actually pretty good, even though it was quite politically correct. So it's set at the beginning of the 18th century in a yet-to-be-colonised America. And it's about this Comanche tribe. And uh, all all the central characters are Comanches, including the protagonist who's um a teenage girl who wants to be a comanche warrior and doesn't want to kind of be a medicine woman um so it's about you know female empowerment in the comanche tribe at the beginning of the 18th century and the 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 arch villains are a group of um french trappers who kind of skin bison in order to kind of because they want to profit from the animal skins and they they represent the kind of uh, colonizers you know um uh, 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 exploiting the land to kind of uh, feather their own nests um and uh, and then into this kind of into this kind of um this conflict is inserted you know a predator um who starts kind of killing people um and uh, and in order to prove her bona fides as a kind of warrior she has to kind of take down a big beast and so she just side she's going to take down the predator um and um and of course it's kind of uh you know so the whole thematically you can you can see that it's kind of super woke you know the enemies are colonizers the hero is a kind of indigenous woman of color it's about female empowerment and the rest of it but it's actually hugely enjoyable right um and uh and you know exciting and kind of uh, full of suspense and uh, and like the best predator movie probably since the original with arnold schwarzenegger Actually, I thought the sequel wasn't bad. So, what, is this? Is this? I, I missed the first bit. Is this at the cinema, or? 
No, it's it's gone straight to video. It's on Disney Plus, so it's been Disney released Plus, on Disney right. Plus. Yeah, <laughs> I know. You, it's pretty gory and gruesome for a Disney movie. No, Disney but, does uh, some does some weird stuff. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. No, interestingly, on on that that whole, you you say that it's a sort of woke narrative where where um, where you know the Indians are the are the heroes and 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 the the, the anyone sort of. Um, trying to steal their their territory or, or or kill their buffalo is is a kind of evil colonial oppressor, mm. but actually that, this is probably pretty much where I am now politically. Um, okay. I, okay. I, I, I'll always take the side of, now. Now I know what I know. I'm on the side of of the Viet Cong, of the of the Taliban, certainly certainly of the the Red Indians. Definitely. Okay. I mean, or, oh, well, I, I haven't maybe, got so far to call Native Americans yet, but definitely. I mean, right. when you when you know, for example, well, I recommend it. You'll 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 love it. In that I case. will. Well, it, when, it is, when you know, Tobes, that that the the bison population in in America was deliberately deliberately exterminated by by the the, the whites, whatever you want to call them, in order to deprive the Indians of their foodstuffs. I mean, of, of their of their livelihood and their their, their means of, of survival, mm. uh, and it was designed to, to to drive them off uh, out of their uh, off the plains and into these res- reservations because they had no option. I mean, that's that's the kind of template for what's happening now to the farmers of in in the Netherlands and so mm. on. So so I'm very 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 anti whoever it was who was responsible for for, for that decision. I think it was absolutely appalling. Um, yeah. Well, you, you'll enjoy seeing the predator um, slaughter these uh, ki- bison killers. Yeah. Um, <laughs> which well, is, I won't, uh, I'll probably be upset, won't I? Uh, well, you'll be upset when you see the skinned bison. Um, but yeah. you'll love it when you see the predator take apart um, the French trappers. What, um, what does it look like? Is it, is, it, is it like the one in Predator? Yeah, yeah, it's like it's the same beast with the same technology. Oh, is he it? Kind of, most of the time, he's sort of with invisible, the sort of but some of the time, sort of. Thing. Yeah, he's got the dreadlocks and the skull helmet. Oh, and the rest okay. Of it. Yeah. Exactly the same. Creature. Oh, I think yeah. I, I think I'd quite like to watch that. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's pretty good. Okay. Anyway, so um, I finally finished June, um, and uh, and I'm now thinking about whether I'm going to go to the next one. Hmm. Um, so there, there are a number of sequels, and I've bought the the sequel but haven't yet um uh started listening to it i thought i'd give myself a break and listen to another in uh bernard cornwall sharp series so i'm currently listening to sharp's battle another thing i've downloaded but haven't yet started listening to james is heat 2 i don't know if you're a fan of heat the film by michael mann with al pacino and um no uh, um, i i well i i i quite like the film i think it's slightly in fact i think it's greatly overrated i think it goes on for do far you? too long oh, i really love and it I it does go on for a long can't time stand michael mann he's one of the most okay. revolting people i mean yeah i think he's absolute tosser i really don't like him i think he's, so, he's, well, you won't be excited by heat too then but but clearly yeah. bit unable to to get the sequel made um, he's turned it into a book. So um, he, along with another thriller writer, they've collaborated on... It's kind of a bit like... It is to Heat 1, I think, as Godfather 2 is to The Godfather. So it's a kind of prequel scene yeah. combined. Bit of backstory, bit of kind of what happened next. Um, anyway, I, I, I'm, I'm quite looking forward to it because I'm a big fan of Heat. Yeah. Uh, 
I think that's probably that's about all I've I got. I think we've James. delighted, so delighted our I think we have. audience. Delighted and, and, the, and most important, we've kept it together for yet another week. The, the, the toast we and James' marriage remains intact, despite the predictions yeah. of many that it would have founded long ago. Yeah, no, we're doing well. Yeah. Good. Okay, mate. I will talk to you next week. All right, then. Bye bye. Okay, bye. This is London Calling. Ricochet. Join the conversation.